This week on the Otto's podcast, we find out how Mystic Meg we are. We'll look at the worldies and the wallies of the week. And we'll finish off discussing how boring international football is. Not too bad at this uh, this old prediction game, are we? I mean, first time trying it, and we weren't too far away. Not too bad. So last week we predicted the FA Cup quarters, didn't we? Uh, and just going through the results. So we all said City beat... We all, to a man, said City beat Swansea, didn't we? Only just. Only just, and with a lot of help. Did you see... That second goal? I saw that. Well, no, I saw the penalty. Was I know, that the first goal? I'm, I'm talking about City's goals. Oh, I saw I'm the penalty. Swansea's goal. I, I saw the penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty, and I saw the offside goal that shouldn't have been allowed. Did you see the Swansea goal? No, I did not. Oh, it was like watching Barcelona under Pep. Was it? The it passing was fabulous, and the, the, the end, the finish. Was it's an great. absolute, it's an absolute signal for Swansea, isn't it? Being two one up against probably the best team in the country, and at that stage. I mean, I'm not even saying you need help from the officials. You just need the officials to do their job. And they do Oh, we're not going down this path again. It looks that way. Why, though, was VAR available at Molyneux and not at the Liberty Stadium? Right. Can I tell you a little bit of information about this? Please do. Guess where VAR was was trialled before it came into the game? Go on. Just have a guess. I have no idea. Liberty Stadium. Really? Yeah, it was trialled there. So it has the... Go on, Tom. It's to do with the Premiership. Um, only Premiership teams have got VAR. When Which is ridiculous. They if, trialled it at the Liberty Stadium. If they trialled it at the Liberty... In 2017, if, I think it was. If the Liberty Stadium... The Liberty Stadium has been a Premier League ground. Yeah. It's obviously got the facilities if it's trialled it as well. Yeah. In a competition, I understand. Uh, it's, it's almost like bringing VAR in next next Premier League next year and you have it in some games and not the other not fair exactly and if you're going to have it in the like, Cup, it's almost like playing a team at the country's national stadium for most of the season <laughs> and then having to play the team at the home ground the, yeah, or some, for some of the season for some of the season yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that at we've some gone point. well off course we very have, early we have um, so you ask for the officials to do their job uh, especially when VAR's not there and they weren't really difficult decisions. The penalty, you could argue that there was only a slight touch on the ball, but it still diverted its path. So it's never a penalty. And the offside goal was obvious. City don't usually need help to win games. And they needed help there. Yeah. And it was a bad, bad day for Andre Mariner, Andre Mariner. And I don't rate him as a referee. He was the referee at the Liverpool-Burnley game the week before when he completely missed the rugby tackle holding down Allison. So I don't think he's very good at his job. Uh, but City are through. And we predicted that. We did. This next one's quite quite the thing. We uh, mm. we all thought Millwall would. would we all went Millwall, there. and it was close. Well, they went. Was it, did they go? They, two they were two. They were two nil up, uh, and Brighton came back. And we'll come on to how Brighton came back when we get to our new segment yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Worley to Wally. Um, but Brighton came back two two, and then won five four on penalties. So we were close on that one. We were close, but no cigar. Well, yeah. Uh, and the next one, Watford edged out Palace. Now we both said. Watford, didn't we? It really was 2-1, wasn't it? It was. We said Watford. And for some reason, Tom went Palace. Why would he go Palace? Why would you say Palace, Tom? Mistakes happen. <laughs> I may have... I or may, I may remember. Pressured. Yeah, I may remember a yeah, peer yeah, pressure yeah. Um, issue. <laughs> so we got that one right. That was a pretty nothing game. You, ex- I expected... We all expected Watford. Uh, all serious. Yeah. In all seriousness. Can Tom tell us his next result? Yeah. What was the last quarterfinal score, Tom? Ollie at the wheel, wasn't he? Um, he beat Ollie at the wheels came off. Wheels yeah. are coming off, yes. Um, Two defeats on the bounce. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I watched the game. And it was upsetting. Wolves. It wasn't. 
great. I mean, yeah, two one, two one flatters United. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they, they battered them. And the funny thing is, from my perspective, as someone who obviously dislikes your football club, no, you look at what Jimenez and Jota did to your team. And just think, yeah, and just think about what the likes of Suarez, Messi, and Coutinho could do to your team <laughs> if Jimenez and Jota from uh, Molyneux can do that to you. You've got to give credit to Wolves. Oh, they're a good side. They are, they are. They are. the best of the rest. They are, aren't they? They, you, really are. Beneath they are. The top they, when they're on form, they are impressively good. Their counter-attacking yeah. football is when they get it on point. They, why, 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 and it's what hundred million will do for you. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's quite been, a few suspicious loan deals. Yeah, but it's been spent properly. Again, I've mentioned this before, but you look at how Wolves have spent the money over a couple of years and how Fulham yeah, spaffed it we all could away. Get, we could get into when an when an agent owns a club. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good result for Wolves. I mean, they knocked us out as well, so that's on en route to the semis. They've knocked Liverpool and United out. That's quite It'd be interesting quite to see them in Europe. Actually, I think they do okay. It just, I just think with City in there, and I mean City shouldn't be in there. It should be yeah. it should be a semi final lineup of Swansea, Brighton, Watford, and Wolves. And for a neutral, that's brilliant if that's the case because yeah, that's a properly open FA Cup. Yeah. But thanks to Andre Mariner and the the people at the FA, it's not. It's City. You'd have thought City having Brighton in the semis, Wolves having Watford. Let's predict it. I'd predict a City Wolves final with City going on to win the FA yeah. Cup probably. I'd probably. I think the that. cynic in me would say that anyway. Yeah, yeah. What are the have the have the semis been drawn? Yeah, so I just said City have got Brighton oh, and right. Watford have got Wolves. Yeah, yeah. So you'd thought Wolves will do Watford. And Don't know. I just think Wolves have got nothing else to play for. Wolves, Grassy has said for the last few weeks, his uh, his priority is the FA Cup. So he will rest players in the league for the FA Cup, which is fair enough. They're but not you gonna... still think Watford will do? Will do no, it. no. I think Wolves will do Watford. Oh, if I've said it the other way around, yeah, yeah. I apologise. Um, I think Wolves will do Watford yeah. and City will beat Brighton because Brighton obviously not completely safe yet so yeah, yeah. they'll have priorities and then Wolves will give City a game they have done twice this season they got a point at Molyneux and then it took a controversial sending off of Bolly to swing the tie in yeah. City's way in the league so Wolves Wolves can pose, pose City some problems but I think City will have too much for them and they'll get the second step on their way to this quadruple that they could they could well, end really up early. with. I tell you what, let's yeah. move on to uh, we're going to talk about a, a drab game before we talk about a phenomenal game. But go on, yeah, go on your game. Yeah, so I was there on Sundays as often I am. Um, we scraped, and I would say we scraped past Fulham. We didn't play well at all. Um, I watched the game and I we didn't play well. Um, this, like our friend Danny said, at this stage when you're going for things like titles, these games can happen where. The pressure tells, and I think a lot of the exerts from uh, a, a lot of the effort that the players exerted in midweek against Bayern told they looked shattered, uh, and it was almost the same team by a couple of players. Um, so we went one 0 up with a fantastic kind of one-two goal with Mane. Then Ryan Babel didn't look best pleased to score. Did you see the look on his face yeah, when he yeah. scored? Fair play. Um, and then we got the penalty, which was a penalty. Uh, James Milner making up for his his cock up up the other end. There's no one else on that pitch that I'd want stepping up, taking that penalty. His, his statistics for us are insane. He's scored in 51 games for us, and we've never not lost one of them. We've won 40 of them, drawn 11. I mean, for a midfielder, it? it's ridiculous, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that scrape pass. But it, the, the, we said coming away from the game that the most important thing at this point isn't performances; it's points. Yeah, it's very true. And talking about, uh, well, you a point. Yeah. The mighty Newcastle. Yeah, so... Uh, Roaring back. Apologies, Jack. So we said um, <laughs> on last week's podcast that Jack wasn't expecting a lot from the game, but his main 
point was that he just was desperate for what? He he mentioned one player in particular, and that was Matthew Ritchie. He did. He, he said, as long as Matt Ritchie doesn't score, he's not too bad. And, and what did he do? He went and scored in a 19th Did you minute. see the goal? It was. It was an incredible volley. I'd heard, obviously it wasn't on TV, so I didn't get to see it, but I'd heard that Matt Ritchie was swinging balls over the top of heads really? all day long. So his delivery wasn't great throughout the no, game. No, but that usually means that at some point he's just going to get one right. Yeah. And he got it right. It was a great goal. Um, and it's a great point for Newcastle uh, as well. It is. And, and especially with the look at the running of Cardiff games. Exactly. And, and you look at, I mean, the game that we'll come on to in a sec, Burn, well, the game that we'll come on to now, Burnley lost yeah. at home to Leicester. And that's a really poor result for them. Not because Leicester are on a poor run of form or anything, but Leicester were down to 10 men for 86 minutes. Yeah, fourth minute was the Fourth minute, Maguire was rightly sent off. It was a tangle of legs. He could have got out of the way. It was, it was the right decision, so fair play to the referee. Uh, so Burnley had 86 minutes against 10 men, and they still lost to a Wes Morgan. Pretty shoddy team, aren't they? It's poor from Burnley. Um, and having seen you fight back to a point, that I mean, mentally, that'll strike them. Losing to 10 yeah. men and then seeing Newcastle strike back to gain a point away at Bournemouth. Did you see the stat, by the way, about Newcastle at the weekend? No. About how we are exact, we are exactly the same. Games, oh, yeah, yeah, I sent that. Wins, actually, that one, yeah. Draws, last losses, year. Goals, goals for and goals against. Goals for and yeah. against. Incredible. Well, at the same stage as last season. That is Rafa at his best, isn't it's, it? It's just, yeah, it is Rafa. It's, even, even for Rafa, that's impressive yeah. to have the exact same stats. As last season at this stage, it's, it's strange for me. I feel it made me laugh, and I thought I'm laughing about Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, we're it, was a good, it was a good laugh, though, wasn't it? It, it was. We don't um, get many of those. And then the last game, just no, to finish, two games, two games. Yeah. Oh, we, two games. Yes. Forget about. So, we were sat. Well, yeah, we were. I was sat on the floor with your son whilst <laughs> yeah, we were watching yes, were. this unfold. So we looked uh, with Soccer Saturday up on the screen. We saw the Huddersfield were three one up. Didn't we? And we yeah. were stunned. They were three one up against West Ham. West Ham, you don't know what you're going to get. Some weeks they're brilliant. Some <laughs> yeah. weeks they're shocking. And we just thought it's one of those weeks where they're shocking. Yeah. They're going to go down to the worst team in the league. Um, no, turned it around, didn't they? And it was, um, I'd say, it's down to Javier Hernandez, wasn't it? He it put in so, one yeah. hell of a performance, and West Ham turned it around to win four um, three. Apart from the game itself being quite an exciting game, fighting back from three one to win four three. You look at the table, Huddersfield are done, West Ham aren't going to trouble the Europa it's, League yeah. spaces. It's, at this stage of the season, it's it's as much of a dead rubber... I mean, sorry to the Huddersfield and the West Ham fans who were there, who watched and were excited by this game, but it's as much of a dead rubber as... Sounds like you were apologising for how... Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, last game um, was an interest, another interesting Did one. you watch this? I've seen the highlights. I, um, I watched it. And... Now, and I've read quite a few match reports on it as well. Um, Chelsea dominated the first half without scoring um, because everyone said whatever Marco Silva said at half-time must have worked. Because he said, it. Uh, from what it I've was, read... It was immediate. From what I've read, it, the, the two Everton teams that came out in the first half and second half yeah. were, were polar opposites. Um, it looks as if Everton took the game to Chelsea and they had no, they had no answer to it. Yeah. Uh, Everton got into the faces of Chelsea and they just didn't fancy it and you get that feeling with this Chelsea side if someone roughs them up a little bit they'll roll over yeah um, and there's and Sarri's not good Sarri can't possibly be there next year can he can't not, well the board would have to change their ethos wouldn't they I just can't I mean I can't imagine maybe Lampard would want to go in there but it's, I'd say it's too soon I remember you saying that yeah, a couple of weeks soon. ago um, Allegri from Juve if Hazard goes then yeah Sarri's probably got a chance 
And then it all depends on the whole transfer embargo, doesn't it, really? Because they're not going to allow Hazard to go if they can't replace him. I don't know, I've seen Stranger Things. I know, I just I can't imagine them letting their best player of the last however many years go if they can't. I mean, who are they going to replace him with? Hudson Adoy's quality, but he's not ready to step up to that extent yet, is no, he? No, clearly not. Uh, so I, I just can't see Chelsea. I can't see Sarri being there next year um, unless they pull it out of the bag, they win the Europa League and they have a, a decent run in the league. But even then, Chelsea managers have won trophies and been gone the next year. It's, true. it's not like the Europa League would be a big trophy. It's, it's a bit like Conte winning the FA Cup. It'd be a bit so that wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I think Sarri will be gone. And to lose to Everton, I mean, I'm, uh, you could say I'm saying this out of disrespect, and maybe I am, but I think Everton have been really poor this year. So for a team really in the top, for a team in the top six to lose quite comfortably yeah. to a team who've been as poor as Everton this year, it's bad for Chelsea, isn't it? Really. It's been a put for both those teams this season. Both both teams have had bad seasons, haven't yeah. they? Tell you what, shall we move it on to? Uh, I'm quite excited about this. <laughs> our uh, our second iteration of Worldy to Wally. I think we should do that. Yeah. So the worldies and the Wallies. Yeah, let's start with the worldies. It's always nice to start with the good news. Before the bad news, isn't it? Yeah, it keeps the wallies at bay for now. <laughs> uh, I think there's no way you can start. I mean, we gave Cristiano Ronaldo a worldy a week, uh, worldy award last week. Words uh, are hard. <laughs> they are very hard, we, especially when you're on an audio podcast, Stephen. <laughs> exactly. Cristiano Ronaldo won um, a worldy award last week, and we'll give it to his uh, his direct competitor this this week. So Lionel Messi. I mean, don't announce it at the top, man. Come on. <laughs> So yeah. Lionel, yeah, his 51st career hat-trick. I mean, that is absolutely insane. So 153 of his goals have come from hat-tricks alone, yeah. have been involved in hat-tricks. That is absolute, ins- absolutely insane. I, I just, I, I, Some strikers don't even score that many goals on their own in their career. You've been watching Newcastle's too <laughs> long, <bit. laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it, I, I can't even think it was after this game or the previous game, but I remember reading one of the opposition players saying, I don't know if I said this last week, but he basically said, if Messi isn't scoring, he's assisting. Yeah, if Messi he isn't assisting, he's, he's just opening oh, he's, up he's play. He's getting involved. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's exactly what Messi does. I mean, for me, did you see, Did you see? I think it was the third goal. You saw the third goal, didn't you? Messi's hat-trick goal, Tom. Out of this world. It, I mean, he, he basically chips. It's like an outswerving chip from the corner of the box. Oh, I have seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's the only option that you look at as not being on. Keeper's uh, keep not far off his yeah, line. Yeah, keeper's not far off his line. Loads of plays like packing out the box, expecting a cross or Messi to pick the ball up and run. It is the only option you think of that's not possible. A cross or a drilled shot or a pass the outside Do you think of the he box. Did Matt Ritchie and just tried to cross it, but he just no, not a no, chance. You watch it and, he, and he means it. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Messi doing a, a Matt Ritchie. That's the line of the podcast. We could stop now. Lionel has Lionel has Lionel Richie. Outstanding. Let's just give the Wally of the week to me. That's fine. Yeah, Lionel Richie, outstanding. So has Lionel Messi done a Matt Richie? I mean, we should call the podcast. That the more you say it, the more it sounds absurd. <laughs> it does. It does. So I mean, you couldn't give um, the first worldy award to anyone else or anyone else other than uh, Lionel Messi. Secondly. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bit of a bother isn't it it is it is so I've chosen James Milner because he went from Wally to Worldy within the space of 10 minutes so he comes on first thing he does slice a clearance straight up into the air 
for uh, Virgil van Dijk to deal with and obviously he doesn't deal with it Babel gets in scores an open goal uh, and then about 10 minutes later he's the man with, with nerves of steel to put away the penalty for us to win the game it's 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 just adorable it's, no, it's just, it? but I mean the mistake is out of character uh, but the way he dealt with it in the post-match uh, interviews part of the reason I've given him uh, a worldie this week the way uh, he explains it to the interviewer where he basically just takes all the blame from Van Dyke. he says the gaffer told me to come on and calm things down so the first thing I'll do is slice it up in the air and put Virgil in the mire I mean that's what he said I mean it's, I think it's the man really he's so kind of self-deprecating everyone, everyone other than City fans and maybe United fans Love him because he's it's, just so down to earth. It's a thing, isn't I just it? find it weird that City fans boo him. They, they say that he left City for money, and I find that as the most ironic thing. Leaving he, Manchester City for money. Yeah, a player who often was on the bench. Now yeah, starts pretty much every game. And he's does he know captain. what position he's going to play? No, no, no. Of course, but he's yeah. on the he's exactly, on the pitch. and he's our vice captain. So yeah, that's why James Mills. Do you want to finish off our worldies this week? It's it's that one, isn't it? It's Lionel Richie, isn't it? It's like no, <laughs> no. no namesake Matt Messi. <laughs> Matt Messi, yeah, that's him. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's 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 good old Richie. Um, yeah, Matt Richie. I, I mean, sorry, Jack. He has to, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. he's 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 our he's our James Milner, really. If you want to put it like that, he's our that's James a good Milner. Way. Yeah, it's a good he, point. He, you can see, he just wants the best for the club. He gets a. You should see when he's annoyed. <laughs> I wouldn't let it cross him. You know what I mean? No, no. He, he, he put, you can see he just wants the best for the club. Was, uh, um, you, you could tell that he loved his time at Bournemouth as well. And you could kind of tell that the booze well, was, hurt. He was the booze, dad. Yeah, the booze hurt him a little bit, didn't they? Because he was booed. I mean, I'm well, surprised. That's, that's why he celebrated. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not surprised he celebrated. But So that might have affected him in some way performance-wise. But to put that all to the back of your mind and volley in in the 94th minute at somewhere where you played for so many years yeah pretty special isn't it yeah fantastic definitely uh, worthy in terms of where it puts his club yeah it was a massive result massive goal um, in the context of the game as well so well done Matt Messi (laughs) apologies Matt Ritchie I'm not apologising (laughs) on to the Wallies Uh, yeah I'll let you start this one so um, I've chosen Thibaut Courtois for our first Wally of the week for a couple of reasons. Well, first of all, because he goes to Chelsea, that's part of the reason. Right. <laughs> no, he's never far away from a newspaper interview where he's asking Hazard to join him at Real, calling himself the best goalkeeper in the world, um, basically forcing his way out of Chelsea to Real Madrid. He's just a man who I think believes his own hype. Well, he when you go after does. KDB's girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, he I just gives, think, gives you the summary. I think, of the man. yeah, I think he's an arrogant man, um, which I think his ego will have taken a bit of a battering recently so especially for what happened yeah so last week he was dropped unceremoniously dropped by Zinedine Zidane for Real Madrid and then Real Madrid going and win 2-0 not only the the players who come back in Bale and Isco go and score but they keep a clean sheet without is, Courtois yeah yeah it's true so that'll have um, that'll have hammered his ego a little bit but then and he went away on international duty and, and proved himself he did, he did now this is what prompted me to give him the uh, the award in the first place now, Belgium went on to beat Russia 3-1, so, he, so his blushes were spared somewhat. But at 1-0 up, Belgium are looking comfortable. Thibaut receives the ball in the box and decides, I'm now Edison, or I'm now Alisson. I can go and dribble with the ball. No, Thibaut, I, I, no, I like, you cannot. I like how Liverpool's goalkeeper, there have been hundreds of ball-playing <laughs> goalkeepers in history. I'm talking and about... And you decide to go second one in, of course, your goalkeeper. Why, why, well, I mean, 
he's better. Well, he's he's in the Brazil team ahead of Edison, and I mentioned Edison. So any ball playing goalkeeper, Neuer, whoever, I am now a sweeper keeper. Even though Courtois never had that in his locker when he won the league at Atleti and at Chelsea, they were ne- he was never needed to play the ball out from the right. back. Is just let me ask to Tom. Is uh, is it Raya or Raya? Is he a ball playing goalkeeper? I'm getting blank stirs here, black stirs. <laughs> oh, never mind. Let's carry on. That <laughs> fell flat, didn't it? <laughs> it did well, indeed. We don't know what day you're on in terms of support. Oh, yeah, we don't know if you're sorry. a Chelsea Ch- United today. Yeah, I, you, should have, I should have mentioned that. You've got, at the start it, of the podcast. you've got to clarify that at the top of the podcast. Sorry. Tom. So you're United today, okay? I hope fine. this. I hope this bit works, Steve. <laughs> We, we we jest that Tom is sometimes United fan, sometimes a Blackburn Rovers fan, we jest. Or, or sometimes a Chorley fan. So yeah, so he's on United today. Yeah. That's where the spin has uh, fallen uh, today. So yeah, he decided Thibaut Courtois decided he was a, a ball playing goalkeeper, even though he's never been running his career. He's robbed in the box. Russia equalised. Now he's lucky that his teammates bail him out and they go on and win three one. But that's Thibaut Courtois' first volley of the week. Yeah, um, I'm going to move on to another goalkeeper, aren't we? I know, yeah, it's been a bad week for goalkeepers, hasn't it, really? I mean, it happens, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Um, so, David Martin, goalkeeper from Millwall, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we talked about um, the game a little earlier, about um, Millwall being 2-0 up against Brighton and Brighton being gifted away back into the game. This is the gift, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's an own goal. It's an absolute horror show of an own goal. Uh, at the very end of the game, tragic, really. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Fans. Yeah, it's bad for the fans. It's bad for. I mean, we're not like smiling as we're giving. I mean, from worldly to Wally is, is is a bit of a segment, but we're genuine. Yeah, we are genuine, uh, and it's bad for David Martin. But I mean, we we mentioned Selena's penalty last week, didn't we? Yeah, which isn't nice. So we've got to mention this. It happens, and, it's, and it's one of those. And it's it? the context of it. it. It almost takes Millwall out of the FA Cup. The two one up. Really? The own goal happens. Brighton go on to win on penalties, so we can't really not mention it. Those thin margins, though, he could have made a, a, a world of a save. Yeah, and they could have gone through. It's, exactly, it's, it's, it's that harsh. It's the way the go- it's the way the game is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, second wall of the week goes to David Martin, goalkeeper for Millwall. And this one I love. <laughs> I really, our third is hey, just amazing. This is as of yesterday, isn't it? So um, we're in the throes of an international break, which I don't think. Any of the three of us are particularly enamoured with our international football. No. Um, but this one is is based... Well, unless uh, we get to a semi-final, then we're all in the pub. No, Exactly. So this one is based um, within international football and our neighbours to the north. Well, I'd argue it's not really international. It, 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 I mean, it is. It is, it is <laughs> in terms of geography, but in terms of, of stature, <laughs> well, it's very much not international so, football. So we're giving the final Wally of the Week award to Alec McLeese, but it could be any of those Scottish players... For losing 3-0 to the mighty, the mighty, ranked 116th in the world. Didn't you have a look at some clubs who... Kazakhstan. Who were above. Yeah, so there's a few teams above Kazakhstan, like Mozambique, like Thailand, like Haiti. Tom, could you point to any of these places on the map? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. And all of those teams are above uh, Kazakhstan in the world rankings. And Scotland... It wasn't like it was just a drab game and Kazakhstan nicked it at home due to the home support. Oh. Kazakhstan were 2-0 up inside 10 minutes. Did you recognise a player on that team sheet? No, apparently one of them, though, was at Watford on loan a couple of years ago. But I, I can't remember his name, genuinely. I just heard that as like a little tidbit on the radio because I was driving 
as the scores were coming in. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it was a, it was a, I don't know the time difference between here and Kazakhstan, but um, over here it was quite early on in the day. I think it kicked off over here around about three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so they were two 0 down inside the first ten minutes. Pubs would have done well in Scotland then. Yeah, they would have done. <laughs> and then three, the game finished three 0 And I've heard this morning, uh, this afternoon, Scots coming on and trying to kind of play down. Like they're not saying that it's a knee jerk reaction, but this was probably the worst Scotland performance they've ever seen. When you, when you look at who they're against, the fact that they only had two shots on target throughout the whole game as well. Um, I remember listening to Alan McCoy and Alan Brazil on the sports breakfast yesterday when they were talking about this game before it happened uh, their first two games in their qualifying group were against Kazakhstan and San Marino and the two of them were saying you've got to look at six points of that if you want to be qualifying well now they're looking at having to beat San Marino five or six nil just to erase the goal difference problem yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and if they could only get two shots on target against Kazakhstan what are they going to do against San Marino so I mean it gives me no pleasure actually it gives me lots of pleasure to give uh, Alec McLeish in Scotland this Wally of the Week award just to add insult to that Kazakhstan has no winning history <laughs> <laughs> no winning history that's, for Kazakhstan that's our research man say <laughs> he hasn't been able to find any history <laughs> well, there's, literally, there's literally a statement on BBC's website saying Kazakhstan have no history of winning games wow <laughs> wow that's a telling lie, I did it? hear one stat from their previous World Cup qualifying campaign they scored six goals in total they've now scored half of that in one game Ooh, that's Why am I talking about God the manager at Kazakhstan? <laughs> <laughs> he could be Chelsea manager next year. Could be. Right, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, um, and this is this is new for for, for us too, Stephen. Mm. Uh, I think this next segment relies heavily on on our new addition to the uh, the podcast. It does. It could go badly. It oh, could go badly. Oh, shall we God. find out how well it goes? Shine, Tom. Shine. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> As of recording, England are currently beating. Uh, who are we against? <laughs> Czech Republic. Yeah, England are beating the Czech Republic two 0 Simon's shaking his head at me, but he knows as well as Tom does. I really could not care less about international football. Unless we get to a semi final. And yeah. even then, I really meh. I remember I, you the week, uh, the uh, the World Cup yeah, last year. Yeah. You bought the shirts. I didn't buy the, buy the shirts. shirts. Defo didn't buy the shirts. You bought the beers. <laughs> <laughs> I defo bought the beers. I, I'm so. It's just if you know that shrugging emoji. That is that is my feeling on international football. I like the atmosphere in the country in summertime if we're doing well. Um, but I won't go out my way to go and watch one of the games if it's on I'll watch it if we're in a pub if there's a group of us I'll watch it so yeah we're 2-0 up um, Jaden Sancho played a part in Sterling's goal first and our stat man just told me that Harry Kane grabbed a second yeah it's great but it's such it was boring was it a penalty that doesn't shock me at all um, it's for me and it's not just England um, it's just international football as a whole bores me I haven't been ex- last time I was excited properly about an England game was when we played Brazil in 2002 and Ronaldinho free kick yeah in our lifetime that sort of ruined international football for us all I was really in 1998 I was 9 and I was really excited watching that run Um, it kind of helped at that time that Owen was a big part of that England side and he was a Liverpool player so I was really excited about that then 2002 comes around that was I remember going to I remember going into school early to watch the game the Brazil game we did Tom didn't we 
Yeah, we they had, a, they, had a, they had a big screen on in our school. Um, Did just... you go for the toast? <laughs> Have you seen what I like? <laughs> <laughs> so there was a big projector screen on to watch the game, and we ended up losing. I was gutted. But then from then, I don't know if if it's due to the way the England team's been run, who's been manager, who's I been a part of it. In, in general, I'm just think... cynical, cynical about it. To be honest, I just think the whole system is just built to be unexciting. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't help because I'm a Liverpool fan. It, it feels like a disconnect between England and Liverpool. Like when players have done well for the the national team, when they they seem to be scapegoated, Liverpool players sometimes like Stevie was always unfairly criticised. Uh, Hendo gets unfairly criticised, but saying that that's not just England fans, Liverpool fans as well. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is true. yeah. For, for um, me though, have you ever have you ever been speaking to someone about football and you're talking about fiction things, and then someone goes. Oh, it's an international week, and people and, and the, they reaction audibly is, the reaction sigh. is either that or it's oh, it's international week. I mean, yeah, it's that or it's that audible sigh. It's like, <sighs> I mean, it's boring. Like, I want to get back to the title race. I want to get back to the Champions League. I want to get back to Premier League football. All I'm fussed about. I want to get back to survival. <laughs> yeah, all I'm fussed about, uh, and I'm sure this is the case for a lot of the top six. Maybe is players going away and coming back injury free. Yeah. I'm sure City fans are the same. They don't want Sterling getting injured. We don't want uh, Mane getting injured for Senegal. Or Rob... didn't say Henderson though. Well, I mean, I don't want Hendo. I mean, Hendo got injured uh, against Bayern, but I don't want Liverpool players being injured. City, um, City fans won't want City players getting injured. I couldn't care less if, say, Hendo scored the winner for England tonight and he did it whilst injuring his ankle. That that would really upset me as a Liverpool fan. I wouldn't care about the England result. I'm, yeah. I know it wouldn't happen but I'm using an exaggeration to prove the point that I really couldn't care less about the England result and, and it's not like you said it's not just England England it's the whole international football um, it just bores me and the style of play bores me I understand that it's really ta- tactical um, and it, some people see it as the pinnacle of football because it's harder to win at international level and it's it's more rare it's to win it's not the pinnacle though I remember it's more rare to win I mean look at Messi who did we play first in the World Cup but I genuinely don't care. I, I genuinely don't care. Either way, whoever it was, maybe Tom could get. I can't. I can't remember who it was. It was, was it Tunisia? Yeah, no, I think it was Tunisia. Tunisia. We spent ten minutes in our own half passing between our back five. Yeah. I mean, actually passing between our back. I, five. I understand that to a degree. Ten minutes. Yeah, I mean that's kind of settling into tournament football because tournament football, international football, is completely different to these kind of these qualifiers. That was like watching United Sanino. play football the Mourinho. <laughs> I mean, it's just... You're shaking your head, Tom. Am I wrong? It's it's a difficult style of football to watch international football. And the only games that are remotely interesting are when the big teams play each other. And I know Germany are on a slump at the moment, but historically games between France and Germany or England, Germany or Brazil, Argentina, they hold an interest because the players involved. But tactically, they always under-deliver these big games between big Yeah, clubs. that's why World Cup finals have never really... There's not been I mean, many... In, in, France-Croatia, in, I mean, was I mean, what was... That was a 4-2, so that was a high-scoring game, but I mean, Croatia got... Bit that last week, which a sticks to me more about that final, mm. was Macron, Macron and the, the other leader... Croatia. Yeah, just getting soaked... By yeah, that free yeah. red thing. That's the, the only thing that sticks the, with me. The main thing. And I watched the game. Now you see, the main thing that I remember is Lloris's mistake. And it didn't oh, lead to yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. It didn't lead to anything. They still won the World Cup. He was a World Cup winning goalkeeper. But I, it just bores me. And and I'd like people to kind of debate with me if I'm. If Where you, could you go? At Towner's podcast on Twitter. 
Um, I mean, we plugged the Twitter account enough. We've also got a Facebook page, haven't we? Somewhere. Yeah, the Out of Towners podcast. In terms of social media, we aren't, we aren't quite there yet. We will be, but, but Out of Towners podcast, um, just, just have an argument with me because I'd love to find someone who actually feels passionate about international football, England football. Phil, not you. We've had this discussion many a time. But anyone else... <laughs> Phil doesn't watch his own team. No. So he's he, not going to watch his country. Well, he definitely watches his country. He's very passionate about his country. Um, I, but, bet, I bet the contents of my wallet that he's not watching tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll see after this. Um, but anyone, contact me on Twitter or on social media and tell me I'm wrong if you disagree, but international football is boring. And everyone I've spoken to recently, their feeling on it is... <sighs> Tom, do you particularly like the act of agreeing with Stephen? No, it hurts. Do you agree with Stephen? <sighs> yeah. I, I also do. Does it hurt you as well? It's what? <laughs> immeasurably. It's not so much the actual international football, it's just the, like, the, the friendlies against, like, these teams that... It's a bit like, what's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but I see I see these games against, like, like, the likes of Czech Republic. I know they're not friendlies, but who are we playing? The Czechs haven't been decent for years. I mean, you could probably put out a second string England side and a half-decent manager and get a result against the Czech Republic. Who have we got midweek, Tom? Because I haven't even thought about looking at it. It's that low on my radar in international football. I've not even I'm, looked. I'm going to make a prediction here. Tom has, Tom has every other international game up. Other than the England. <laughs> England. Look at his face. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> I was stat man and he's not got the game. Shocking. But time. yeah, it, the, for me, it gives you a good look, at, especially in the Southgate, for me, it gives us a good look at Sancho. Yeah, it gives we watched, us a good look. We watched him for about 20 minutes downstairs before Makes recording. two players. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. But he's he is. He's one of these new breeds. I think Gareth Southgate talked about him earlier in the week and said he's new breed. He's got bags of confidence yeah. and isn't phased by older players. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, Montenegro. So we've got Montenegro on Monday. Who? Montenegro. Who? I'm not saying it again. We're probably going to get beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's away. So people will argue, oh, it's a tough away game. I mean, not no. Always, it? No. There needs to be a crowd there this time, you know. Yeah, where where do you play where there was no crowd? Was that not Sweden? No, it wasn't Sweden. Was it not the Sweden? Um, no, it was, it was when it was behind it was Croatia, wasn't it? Oh, Croatia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Croatia. what's on the hill with the. Yeah. <laughs> See, like I can talk for hours on anything other than international football because it's that un- unimportant. I mean, no, it's just I'm I'm getting tired just thinking <laughs> about international football. And we have genuinely. to listen to him enough. <laughs> you've but you both just good. agreed with me. Uh, Sterling's got his second. That's good. That's good. It's, I mean, it's not good for Liverpool fan because Sterling's going to come back full of confidence for City but again I'm linking it to club football I'm not bothered England are 3-0 up I'm more thinking Sterling's going to come back full of confidence for City That's... tell you what shall we end this in a very strange way yeah all agreeing well you agreeing yeah. with me that's no, you I both don't like that the way you phrased that <laughs> we're not no no no. we're not all agreeing I made a point and you both agreed with me no, let's I, end it there no, I, agree, I agree with the point <laughs> I agree with the point not, you. not the person the point that I made but yeah okay <laughs> well Falling on that, I tell you what, let's end this. Um, yeah. If you want to talk to us at Terrence Podcast on Twitter, um, otherwise, we can't say good luck to you and your teams. No, let's just hope the international break is over quickly. I, I agree with that. Yeah. See you next time. Mm-hmm.